This is the ultimate Throwback Thursday as I sit down and chat with my former co-host, Allison Carter, on the 500th episode of More Than A Few Words. We reminisce a little bit and talk about some of our favorite episodes. I think you'll enjoy the conversation. Okay, here we go. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And I have said almost exactly those words at least 500 times, because you see, today is the 500th episode of More Than A Few Words, and I couldn't think of a better person to share the conversation with than Allison Carter, who was the longest-running co-host for the show. Hey, Allison. Hey, good to be back. Yeah, I was marveling at your intro. I was like, that has very barely changed in all these years. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I've had some people over the years who have edited my podcast, and they're like, I listen to you say that, and it always sounds the same, but you are saying it live each time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It worked back then and it works now. Yeah. So when you were sitting in the co-host seat, you were here at Roundpeg and you were our content person and you've gone on to do other things. Why don't you tell folks what you're doing these days? Sure. These days I, um, well, I'm still doing content, but from a slightly different place and point of view, I am currently actually content in my title. I am the uh, senior digital manager for content at the Indy Star, which is part of the USA Today Network. So I am now doing content from the news side instead of the marketing side, but a lot of the same principles apply. I really enjoy, and I still enjoy following you on social media because a lot of the things that you were so passionate about, even when you were here almost a decade ago, are still coming through in your personality on social media. I thought it'd be fun. I am going to play a little excerpt at some point of your you did not say I would have to listen to myself. That was not part of this invitation. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I am going to drop in here the quote. You won't actually have to listen to it till the episode runs live. Okay, good. For social media, the number one rule of social media is engage. If I'm looking at your Twitter stream and I don't see you communicating with anybody or at replying anyone, you are plain and simple doing it wrong. You know, as I was listening to that quote, the thing that struck me about that particular quote was the fact that even then you recognize the importance of engagement. And I don't think that has really changed in all these years. No, it definitely hasn't. I mean, engaging, getting out there, showing some of who you are, that is still the core of social media. Without that, it just becomes a ticker tape, whether you're sitting on the news side of the equation or the marketing side of the equation. You have to have something to say ultimately, or there's really no point in it. You absolutely have to have something to say. And I think you have to have a perspective and and a place that you're saying it from, which was, I think, one of the most interesting conversations that we had back then was when we decided painfully, from my perspective, to split the Twitter accounts for Roundpeg and Lorraine Ball. Yeah, I mean, that was that was really, I think, kind of the first like really serious business conversation I had as a professional, whereas instead of just, you know, going along with what my boss said, I actually had to say, I think you're headed in the wrong direction. And if you want me to keep going with you, we need to we need to change course. 
And the reason for the changing the course was because social media was changing and it was maturing and it did not make sense to have a company account talking about everything from what's for dinner to what new hot trends there are in social media. Well, social media was changing, but I think even more importantly than that, round peg was changing. You weren't sitting at your, okay, you were literally sitting at your dining room table because that's what you had in your office, but it was no longer in your actual dining room. <laughs> it had grown beyond of, beyond essentially an alternate name for Lorraine Ball to a company that at that time employed five or six people. And today it's, it's doubled mm-hmm. again in size. So when you know, not only did from a marketing perspective that present a muddled persona, like is, is round peg Lorraine is round peg company. Is it just her? Are there other people? It was very confusing for them, but for us, your staff, it was, it was saying to us, well, you know, you're not really round peg. So Mm -hmm. to me, it was basically just like, we need, you need to decide who you want to be. And once you did that, I think that that changed a lot of things far beyond just the social media presence. Making that split and recognizing that the company was more than me helped in a lot of areas. It helped in the sales role. It it really gave me a lot of confidence that I could let go of projects and programs because I was hiring people who could do them without me. That's a hard lesson for a business owner, but I think it's the only way to go to go from being a solopreneur to truly being a business owner. There are skill sets within Roundpeg now that you you can do some of them. You can certainly do some web programming. You can certainly do some writing, but there's people who are better than you are at those things. And that's how a healthy business should function. Absolutely. I think that every business owner needs to know what the people on the team are doing. I think it serves me well that if somebody goes on vacation, I can open an Illustrator file and muddle through, but it's not in the company's best interest for me to try to do that on a regular basis. No, there's a big opportunity cost there. That, and also it's not in the client's best interest because not a designer. I didn't say that. I was agreeing with it, but I didn't say it. (laughs) Thank you. I I appreciate that. I will tell you, though, that one of the things I have struggled with to this day with splitting the company identity away from mine is finding someone who could write for Round Peg with the same snark that I write my own stuff with. And I think that 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 is that's hard as we've had turnover in the company and I think that's a one of the challenges of turning over your company identity to a manager and letting go of it is sometimes it's dead on and it, it's it sounds like you only better and sometimes it doesn't quite ring true. And that is why so many companies wind up with very very white bread social media presences, right? Because writing with voice is very, very difficult. Um, And having multiple people do the same voice, you know, ups those difficulties Mm -hmm. even more. So often what happens is you do lose that snark or you lose whatever it is that makes you interesting and unique and memorable. And it all kind of gets rounded out because it's just, well, if they can't say it just right, we might as well pull back on Mm -hmm. it. But I would say 
your brand voice is worth spending time on. It's worth training your new people on. It's worth maintaining a style guide on. It's worth making sure that everyone understands who your audience is and what you're trying to accomplish with anything that has a voice, whether that's a brochure for a trade show or your social media copy. I think that's a really good point. Okay, I'm going to throw one more conversation at you because I still think this is one of my favorites. It was a podcast and we even did a presentation on it. Social media at 25 and 50. Mm-hmm. At the time, you were 25. That was a long time ago. I'm no, I'm, I want to point out I'm not 50 yet. <laughs> no, the podcast isn't that old. <laughs> um, and I was slightly past 50, but it just the title worked better when we did that. Rounding is Rounding fine. Rounding is fine. So my question is, now that you're sort of somewhere in the middle between those two extremes, One of the challenges I think that you felt at the time was that maybe as a younger professional, you weren't taken seriously from a business perspective. And I think I struggled with as an older player in the game that people didn't think I I actually knew anything about the topic. And I have two questions for you. Number one, do you think those biases still exist? And now that you sit in the middle, how do you feel about it? Um, being a 30 something is great. So I'll start with the second one. First. <laughs> Highly recommend being in the middle. Like 30s are an eighth decade. You know who you are, you know what you're trying to do, you're making a little bit more money, you know, you are able to, you know, become more fully yourself. And I think that really, you know, bleeds into what we're trying to accomplish with our social with social media too. I wouldn't say that I have a problem being taken seriously, though I still make sure not to take myself seriously <laughs> on social media, even though these days I am often talking about life and death serious issues, which is not something I did before. I think that it's more about just, you know, it comes back to figuring out who are you, why are you on social media, and what are you trying to do? And for me, it's about building community. Mm-hmm whether that's a virtual community, whether that's a, my physical community, you know, obviously all of my work is tied very closely to place and living in Indianapolis and being a Hoosier and working for my hometown newspaper. It's just figuring out who you are. And the more that you can lean into that, the better. And that doesn't mean flashing opinions up all the time. That just means figuring out what part of yourself you want to reveal on social media and then not shying away from that, even when it can get a little bumpy sometimes. Cool. And so coming back to the other side of it, do you think that the medium has matured enough that the stereotypes have diminished or do you think that there are still biases on either end? In terms of age, you mean? A decade ago, when we had this conversation, there were some very clear biases that, you know, people thought social media was a young person's game, but business owners didn't necessarily think 20-somethings knew anything about business. I think it definitely depends very, very heavily on platform and what platform you're talking about. Like, do I think that you'd be taken super seriously to the extent that anything is taken seriously on TikTok? (laughs) There are some successful people on TikTok who are of a certain age, but they tend to be like very old. Um, So 
you know, or Instagram is still, you know, very much a young person's game, Snapchat. So I think that if you're being open about that age and you're trying to achieve like influencer level status, I think that that's going to be a lot harder. I think that's much easier to do on the older and more older in terms of both their Mm -hmm. chronological age, as well as the demographics of the people who use them. Facebook and Twitter are much, much older. So no, I don't really consider that a problem. In fact, Facebook is now considered an old person's network, you know, (laughs) that is, you know, the oldest of the main networks. I can't remember the exact average age, but it's really what people are on now to keep up with their grandkids and their Mm -hmm. grandkids are on it to stay in touch with their grandparents not because that's where they're staying in touch with their friends. So I think that you've definitely seen a shift in that. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but the fact that there are just so many more choices and social media is so much more fragmented now, it creates opportunities for everyone to really be kind of an expert or an influencer in their little corner of the world. Mm-hmm. Cool. Allison, this was so much fun. Uh, It was fun to get ready for this episode and go back and listen to some of our conversations. I miss the fact that we didn't live tweet this because we don't broadcast live anymore. Yeah, and I forgot about that. All those years clacking away at the computer. On the one hand, I loved the interaction that we got from our community. And I think we had people a lot more engaged in the program. But the unpredictability of people just being terrible interviews really kind of took the fun out of it. Well, I mean, unpredictable leads to more peaks and valleys, right? It's kind of what we talked about before in terms of smoothing out rough edges. There are some benefits to that, but you're also going to have a more middle brow product. Absolutely. And I actually, and I don't know if you remember this, but it was when you were done convincing me to let go of Mm -hmm. Round Peg, the other thing you convinced me was to let go of guests for a while. Mm -hmm. Because you felt at the time, and you were absolutely right, that there was so much that we could talk about Mm -hmm. that we really didn't need to do the interviews. And so that was that was a definitely a fun time. But then, of course, you decided to move on. And it has been challenging to find a co-host that I talk to as frequently as you and I did back then. Well, I know that I am irreplaceable at the end of the day, but I mean, it, it just comes down to, you know, it, it evolved like everything else and it's going to keep evolving. And I hope you have another 500 episodes. Thank you, Allison. This has been a lot of fun. I'm going to encourage people to, uh, to follow you on Twitter. I'll have a link to your Twitter profile and to the Indie Star because I think Wherever people are, they'll enjoy reading some of the content that you are sharing on a regular basis. Absolutely. Support local media, IndieStar.com. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to go into our archives and look for some of the episodes I talked about and look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.